All right, y'all, what's up, what's up? Welcome back to another episode, More Reps Podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Chadwick Brown. And I'm Kabana Beckles. And we're here once again in the playground of United Wellness with an action-packed episode for y'all, good topics, and also the good old supersets. So before we get in, how's your week been, bro? Yeah, it's been good. Uh, finally getting back into the routine after the Christmas holidays. It usually takes me about three to four weeks, especially on the fitness side. Uh-huh. I, I usually take a little bit of time at Christmas just because so much is going on. I don't really want to train too hard during that time. So to get back into the routine usually takes about three to four weeks. Yeah, I'm the exact same way, bro. It like, takes a little bit to get, hit the ground running again, yeah. You know, get the, the training back on, on, on mm-hmm. point, nutrition and whatnot, and just type some of the loose ends that kind of fell through the cracks during the exactly. holidays and whatnot. But yeah. we back at it, 2023, more reps. Always doing it. So now we get into first set we got going on for you. It is what is the newest piece of knowledge you've received lately in the fitness industry? Um, what do you guys? So here? the newest piece of knowledge I uh, put into my own uh, workout plan is switching it up every now and then, time to time. So I kind of went from the conventional three to four working sets on a specific muscle group to more of a circuit training style. Okay. So now I'm doing anywhere between 15 and 20 reps. Uh, a little bit lighter weight, but more controlled, and just trying to hit a series of muscles back to back to back to keep mm. that hypertrophy going, and then also keep my heart rate up to burn a little bit more calories. Interesting. So, yeah. like, like two or three different exercises in, yeah. in succession. Yeah, I'm doing a three right now. So, like, take for instance, later on this afternoon, I'll be doing uh, shoulder, back, and no, sorry, shoulder, chest, and legs but i'm going to be concentrating on my quads more so than my hamstrings okay so i'll do overhead press for 15 dumbbells uh flat chest press for 15 and then get him right into some back squats for 15. damn yeah so that's intense yeah. <laughs> it's the heart rate's got to be like oh, right yeah. to the roof yeah, yeah, yeah. wow that's different okay that's a different style um something i've definitely found out more recently it's not necessarily like knowledge it's kind of more like insight and uh, and um way to connect with the muscles more i'm lifting with more more intention. Mm. So the last few sessions I've, I've done, I did a back session, a chest session, and a leg session, kind of lifting in this kind of mentality. Yep. And I'm really mm-hmm. kind of more so f- closing my eyes and focusing on the muscles themselves engaging and working. Mm-hmm. So I'm literally envisioning as I'm contracting the weight up and squeezing the muscle, the muscle fibers actually working. Oh, nice. They're turning and grinding and, and tearing and everything they have to mm-hmm. be doing with every single rep. So every rep, we're trying to keep it as clean as possible and lifting with intention. So instead of just going in there and chasing arbitrary numbers, saying, okay, yep. I'm gonna do four sets today, 15 reps at 20 mm-hmm. pounds, whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm actually going in there, I'm not even, in, unless I'm working on something unilaterally on each side, I'm, I don't count reps at all either. I'm just mm. legit, just keep going until just I, just, go. I just cannot go no more with that connection. Once that connection is breaking and my form is going, I cut the set. So definitely lifting with a lot more intention. Um, another nice. thing I've been doing is kind of just more, more of, just more of a, a thought-provoking thing. I feel like the layers as to why. Like, why am I really on this journey right now? Why am mm. I going to train back this way? Why, why, why? Really peel like the layers. And, and when you really think about it, a lot of people might say the usual, yeah, it's because I want to get in shape, I want to look yeah. good, blah, 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 blah. But no, like it's bringing me back to some of my, tra- my childhood trauma that I haven't even really dealt with. So it's, it's, it's so this journey's kind of intercrossing with my mental also now mm-hmm. too. So, so it's really helping me mm-hmm. get that part kind of dealt with also at the same time while also chasing my fitness goals. So just kind of ask yourself why. You know, I encourage everybody to do it every yeah. now and then yep. and actually get a real reason, not a superficial reason because yeah. I want to look good or I want to live long, you know? Yeah, for sure. You know, so anything else with this, this cross training thing here? It sounds... Well, part of the reason... Where'd you, where'd you come across this, anyway? Well, I used to do it when I played higher-level sports. 
because you wanted to go from act or from movement to movement to movement to simulate what you would experience on a basketball court. So kind of Fair. like a sprint down, have to jump for a rebound, maybe contest it for a block shot, land, take off to the other side, play some defense. Higher so that pace, kind of stuff. Kind of. Higher pace, yeah. Fair. Okay. Just keep the body guessing all the time. And part of it too was my wife prefers to train in a CrossFit, not CrossFit, sorry, cross-training style. Okay. So if I'm going to structure the workout that way, more have more opportunity for her to come into the gym and train with me oh. rather than she doesn't want to come and do a heavy chest day she doesn't want to come for and like, do a heavy back for an day. hour and a half exactly <laughs> so if i can tailor the workouts that's going to spark her interest and keep her motivated then i'll just alter mine as well fair enough yeah. well played well played for yeah. sure nice okay so that's what's up that's the end of set one hope y'all enjoyed that we're about to get into set two right now let's do it all right, set number two, where we're going to be talking about what is the ideal number of movements to do for a specific muscle during a training session. Um, this is as simple as it may sound. It's a pretty, it's pretty, yeah, pretty it's complex, pre- pretty, pretty complex question. Yeah. So, yeah. first of all, the first factor we have to consider is how many days a week you're training. Yeah. First and foremost, because if you're only training once, twice a week, again, you're probably doing full body. So at least that way. So for me. For each muscle group, I try to get at least 15 to 20 working sets per muscle group per week. Per week, okay. Per week, right? So if I'm only working a couple times per week, I want to kind of spread out those sets over the course of those training sessions. Okay. So again, let's say I'm training three times per week, I'm trying to get 15 sets, then I'll try to get three hard working sets per muscle group per session. Um, and again, I'm saying working sets. I'm not talking about warm-up sets or mm-hmm. where you feel your sets, you're trying to feel your weight, like actual hard grinding close as close to filler possible sets per session um and against but if you're only training let's say my current split right now i'm working out five days a week but mm-hmm. all my muscle groups are split up like a bro split what they say right so again so when i'm doing my chest day i'm getting 20 chest sets in for mm-hmm. that session alone but that's it for the whole week okay so again so i guess it really comes down to um wait how you how frequently you're training and your style of training also it's really going to determine how much sets you need okay I break mine down a little bit differently, so I try to structure, even though I'm doing a circuit training style, I try to start off the workout with two very difficult or heavy compound lifts. Start. Start, yeah. So let's just take, for instance, uh, on my chest day, I'll do a heavy, even though I'm doing circuit training, I'll do like a heavy flat bench press. Okay. And then the second exercise for that chest, I'll do again another heavy, let's say, incline or decline chest press. Okay. Before I start going into fly action or uh, single arm contraction type of movements for the chest. Okay, I see, I see. No doubt. Yeah, and even another touch back to what I was saying, let's say when I'm doing 20 sets for chest, again, it's not just all 20 sets of one exercise because yeah. I'm trying to hit different angles of the chest. Exactly. So yeah. there's 20 sets, but then yeah. five of them might be for the upper upper shelf of the chest. Yeah. The other five might be for the lower. I might, the, other, the other 10 I might do flat for the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Again, so you, you can get a little more acute on where you're hitting those muscle groups within the set itself. Yep. So to get the full number of sets for that week. And, um, but again, it, it, there's no real, there's no right or wrong answer at the end of the no, day. It, no, it, It's a lot no. of great. It all depends on who you are, yeah. what your goals are, how frequently you're training. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's, it's hard to just give a definitive answer. This is the exact number, you know? Yeah, and I, on my fitness journey years ago, probably going back 15, 20 years, I would say I would read a lot of bodybuilding magazines, and they would say, don't start doing a lot of these accessory exercises, such as flies or um, a lot of uh, flies for your shoulders or chest 
until you've developed a good base because that's kind of like putting the wax on a car after it's been washed type of thing. <laughs> that, that was the analogy that they used. True, so true. you have to build up that base first before, because I'll see newer lifters. I have, there's a bunch of younger guys here and they're all over the place. And they're, they're supposed all over to the be, map. <laughs> they have to experiment, but of course, fair enough. They're, doing, they're jumping from flies and trying to max out on flies, which is ridiculous. And then <laughs> they're trying to do dumbbell flies. So they'll go max out on cable flies, try to max out on dumbbell flies, and then go try to max out on flat bench press. Yeah, just, and I'm like, there's no rhyme or reason to no. that. No, it's just all over So you're the all over the place. So I would say if you're kind of a novice or a beginner, somewhere between two to three exercises per muscle group would be good to start. Mm -hmm. As you become more seasoned, then you can do exactly what you were saying was fine tune the angles. Yes, yeah. So you might even go four, five, six different exercises because now you're hitting a different part of that muscle that you want growth in yep. rather than just kind of your basic one exercise, do it all type do of thing. Do it all. That's yeah. a very good way to put that for sure. I guess it definitely comes down to your experience level. Yeah, exactly. Right. So newbies yeah. definitely want to to focus on mastering the movement first yes. and foremost before yeah. you start doing yeah. these different angles and inclines and whatnot. Just learn how to do yeah. a proper chest press before you worry about putting on a 45 or whatever yeah. have you, you know what I mean? I like that for sure. All right, that's what we got there for set two. It is time, set three, let's get into it. All right, set number three, we're gonna be talking about how important is it for women over 40 to weight train and also do cardio. This is a really great topic because um, I have a fair amount of my clients are females mm -hmm. over 40. Um, when you start this out, what do you, what do you yeah, working on this? Yeah, working with various age groups and I, I do a lot of work like yourself with ladies over 40, 50, 60. I used to work at a um, older age home where I had clients that were 70, 80, 90. Wow. So the biggest thing that happens as we age, especially over 40 is the decrease of muscle. Mm-hmm. And then also when we are decreasing muscle, typically we're decreasing our strength. So over 40, I believe, even as myself, that it is very imperative that we do heavy weight training. Mm -hmm. And I don't mean heavy as in a number, a set number of uh, pounds to put on a bar. Heavy in relation to that individual. Who you are, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so I'm very, I'm very, uh, a good way to put it i like putting in or implementing a powerlifting type of style with elderly people so heavy deadlifts heavy squats and heavy bench press because between those three movements you're going to get a total body workout okay so just because they're 80 90 doesn't mean they can't pick up something heavy in relation to their weight their age and their functionality at that time got it but it is very imperative that they do lift something heavy rather than concentrating on cardio because mm -hmm. the majority of your clients aren't in a state where they're doing so much cardio because they ha that has to be translated to like their sport. Like they don't need that over excess of cardio. Got they it. don't need to lose the calories through cardio because ultimately, and you uh, possibly could attest to this, that weight training is going to burn far more calories than sitting on that treadmill for 30 and, minutes. And for longer, yeah. even after. Yeah. Absolutely, for sure. So when you say you implement kind of powerlifting uh, style training, you're talking about solo, you say heavier weights, but for like lower reps? Uh, yes. Like singles, yeah, doubles, yeah. triples kind yeah, of thing? Yeah, so I'll do doubles, triples, and then work our way up to six to eight reps, and then increase the weight, go back down to doubles. Uh, and increase and them that way, way again. go back down, increase oh, them that way. Interesting, yeah. for sure. Um, 
a lot of things that I, I have to interject with this is, it, is it's not necessarily, a lot of them aren't particularly specifically to women, just people over 40 mm -hmm. would need to weight train because for one, like you said, loss in, in muscle mass, um, it's, it's gonna, there's anti-aging things that come yep. with, with, with lifting. Yep. It bounces your hormones out better. Yep. Um, but specifically for women, because when they're 40, they're starting to get into that menopausal yes. territory. Yeah. And when they start hitting menopause, their bone density starts going down. Yes. Osteo, um, arthritis. arthritis. Yeah. That, that's what starts to kick in when the bones get weaker. But mm -hmm. if you weight train, again, that's going to boost your uh, it's going to boost your metabolism. It's going to it's going to balance your hormones. And it's also going to help your your bones stay stronger. So they're going to make them like less prone to those kind of breaks yeah. that they might have at older age as they get into more menopause. Yeah. So for women in particular, I'm a big proponent of telling them yes, definitely lift weights. Um, it, it's you're just gonna feel better. Um, it's gonna be better for your blood sugar. There's like a yeah. plethora of different reasons why mm -hmm. to weight train and like why not, you know. So, anti aging, like I said before, yeah. their skin, yep. you know. What else you got here? And another uh, component to it is as you're lifting weights, you start to feel better and your daily activities start to become easier. So, a lot of people yep. as they age, you always hear that misconception, oh, life's just getting harder and harder. But a lot of times, it's people are working on their bodies to keep it as strong as they need to be. Yeah. So yeah, everything's getting harder. Like going to the grocery store, picking up groceries, that might be getting harder. Um, just manual labor around your house, yeah, that's getting harder. But are you weight training? Because that's gonna also give you the ability to pick up those items and that longevity and the sustainability to have an easier life going down as you age. Improves your overall quality of life. Yeah, yeah like you, like you said, is is it really getting harder, or is it just because it's getting harder because your body's breaking down because you haven't yeah. been taking care of it? So why not implement some weight training? Yeah. Um, again, like you just uh, touched on earlier, again, it's going to burn more calories. It's a proven fact. It burns way more calories than cardio. Yeah. There, there definitely is going to be a play for cardio as you get older because you want your heart mm -hmm. as healthy as possible because it, it also deteriorates with age. Yep. But I would definitely prioritize weight training over the, over the over top of cardio or have a, a combination of a bit of both going yep. on. Um, and again, in women, I, all my female clients that are over 40, the change that they've seen in their body from then when we started till now is just, they're just over the moon with it. Yep. A lot of them saying getting out of bed is just even easier. Some of them mm -hmm. said it's hard just to do, get up in their hips and their knees be cracking. Don't yep. happen no more. Um, and then this will translate over, over to the men too, like I said mm -hmm. before, like I have a, a client who's 56, he first started with me, says knees are bothering him. Even today, I had him squatting. He's like, I can't believe I'm doing this. And my knees just feel so much better. Nice. So, nice. again, definitely weight train, ladies. Get your diet on point and everything. Do your cardio and whatnot. Um, what else you got to add to this? And if you are over 40, men or women, and this is your first time going down that uh, resistance training or weight training um, journey, I highly recommend getting with a personal trainer yep. just to show you exactly positioning, how to move the weight, how to pick and select the correct weight for what you're doing at that time. Just because an injury at 40 Ooh, is not yeah. going to be the same as an injury at 20. It's going to take you that much longer. It's a long journey back. Also, <laughs> yeah. And then also it's going to discourage you from even coming back to the gym. Very good point. Yeah. Very good point. So definitely look up for, the, for some guidance or some insight yeah. on how to do it. Don't just go in there all willy-nilly and just like, okay, I'm exactly. going to start lifting whatever. Or I've seen this on YouTube now, so yeah. I'm going to do it now because you need a trainer there to kind of oversee you to say, hey, because we said before, everyone's different. Yep. Squatting for one person can look totally different 
for another person because they might have a bad knee or whatever have you. So the yeah. person trying to conceive if your knee's caving in, say, okay, let's turn your toes yeah. out to give your hips more room to get down so your exactly. knee isn't caving in. Mm -hmm. You wouldn't be able to know that just watching a YouTube video, you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, that's very good uh, insight there also, man. Nice. All right, set three. I hope y'all enjoyed that. Shout out to all my over 40 women's out there crushing the gym. Keep doing your thing, you know? All right, you know what time it is, y'all. Super duper, super sets. Let's do it. All right, all right, all right, all right. You know what time it is. Set number four, the almighty supersets. First, I'm going to throw my man right here. We're talking about some training. Um, would you rather directly train your abs and your core or have them train through your lifts by engaging them, by tightening your core? It's funny that you had that. I have the exact same question for you. For real? Week. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> the exact same question. So... Me, typically, I don't really enjoy training core. I'm putting it more into my training style now that I'm doing circuit training. Okay. But I, I used to get a lot of core um, stability and conditioning through heavy lifting. Yes. So just a stabilizing of, let's say, deadlifts, um, heavy back squats. I was getting a lot of core activity, but now I'm concentrating more on the direct impact exercises that will target the core. Got directly. it. Yep. yep. I'm the exact same boat that you're in right now. I've never was never a big fan of, of doing any mm -hmm. form of crunches or direct ab or core training. Yeah. Um and I kinda just lean on a more so engagement in my lifts so if I'm getting heavy, bracing mm -hmm. the core, like I'm about to get punched in the stomach in order yep. to get the weight up and I would really brace my trunk. But um, but nowadays again, I'm in the cut right now. So as I'm getting leaner, I want my abs to pop a bit more. Yep. So I, I am incorporating actual ab nice. training two to three times a week now. Um, at the end of the day, you don't have to. Mm -hmm. Like they say, the 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 um, abs are made in the kitchen. You can definitely get abs just through your nutrition alone because yep. we all got them just under layers of fat. So if you melt that fat away, you can see it. But again, just like any other muscle group, you train, it's going to get bigger, it's going to get stronger. That's going to make it pop more. So nowadays, nice. I am training more abs. Nice. Okay, one back at you, uh, going. To some older uh, bodybuilders, so two have to go out of the three. Oh, Jay Cutler. Okay. Ronnie Coleman. Okay. Phil Heath. Ooh, triple OGs right there. Yo. Okay. I think the easy one everyone's probably gonna say Ronnie is the is the god, mm. but Phil Heath is a beast for sure. Yeah. And even if you just look at his journey, like he used to be yeah. a basketball player. Yeah. Oh, he didn't yeah. even look like yeah. any yeah. form of like specimen the way he is now. He's a mm -hmm. freaking beast. Yeah. You know. Uh, and Ronnie is a god for sure, but I've always fucked with Jay Cutler mm. just because of the swag component. Mm. You know what I mean? Yep. When you did that quad stomp, yeah. bro, yeah. and it just, it just it, that blew my mind. <laughs> I still watch that video to these days, mm. you know what I'm saying? Um, all their physiques are amazing. Ronnie's a separation in, in his, ugh, he's just insane for sure. But mm. I'd have to say Jay Cutler just for the whole swaggy thing. And he looked like a surfer dude and he yeah. just looked different, yeah. you know what yeah. I mean? Like, I, I fuck with Jay. Nice. Uh, I'm going to lean, like you just said, I'm going to lean more towards Phil Heath just because I have a background okay. in basketball. Fair, fair. And his journey is kind of crazy because he started so late. Yeah, that so part. So think about that going part. all the way through um, high school, college, not really lifting weights, but more so training for sport. And then after college, then getting into bodybuilding and then doing multiple Mr. Olympia championships. Like, yeah. It's crazy. Okay. Yeah. So Phil would stay, would say Phil. Ronnie, and damn, none of us yeah. pick Ronnie. <laughs> he, just got, he just got too big. Like, he got so big that it yeah. just looked, I don't know. Yeah, like yeah. animation or something. Like, it just got yeah, it's over a, the top, man. It's it just low, low, low much. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Definitely a mass monster for yeah. sure. You know what I mean? All right. Got a deep one here for you. Okay. Time travel. If you could time travel, would you rather go back and change a specific history event 
or just change something in your life in particular? Mm, that's a good one, man. Mm. That's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> it's tough. Change one event or just change something in your own life? I think I'd go back and change just one thing in my life. Okay. Um, like I touched on before, maybe a previous episode, my father passed away when I was eight years old. Okay. So I think I, if I can go back, I would go back in time for us to have a better relationship if I knew that he was going to pass wow. so early in my childhood that wow. we could have had a better connection that I think and I know that would have helped me with raising my kids now. Wow. Yeah. That's a, I appreciate yeah. being vulnerable, man. That's a, that's a great yeah. answer. I appreciate that for sure. Um, for myself, <clears throat> I try not to live with any regrets because the way my life is right now, I wouldn't change anything about it. Mm -hmm. I know if I went back and changed one thing, my life, who knows how my life would be right exactly. now. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So again, I, I try my best. And then we all, we're humans. We yeah. have things we regret sometimes, but I try not to live that way. So I would probably go back and change an event um, and not even fully change it to the other way. And um, the event I would change would be slavery. Mm. And, uh, and I'm not saying, because again, if... If I went back and fully changed slavery and slavery and said, okay, we weren't slaves, who knows how life would be right now? Yeah. But at the same breath, it would be interesting to see how it would be if we never got taken from our homeland and brought to mm. different parts of the world or whatnot. Mm -hmm. And again, um, you know, I mean, black people, we're all, we encompass this whole earth. We're all over, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. But if that one event didn't happen, it, it runs my mind, how would things look nowadays? How would we be living? Would we be dressed like this right now? Mm. Would we have cars? Would we yeah. have, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, and that, 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 it's really thought-provoking to me, so I would definitely would go back and change an event. It would probably be slavery that would change, too. Nice, nice. Yeah. yeah. All right, one back at you. Switch it up a little bit, going to uh, training styles. So do you prefer an ideal warm-up for a specific muscle group, or do you go right into your lifting sets? Okay, good question. Nowadays, I definitely warm-up. Mm -hmm. um, before, I never did it. I would just walk in, jump right in my, my thing, do, do the last way I did before, and try to get as much reps before. Mm -hmm. Now now that I'm understanding how to kind of activate and, and also even deactivate certain muscles yep. before you start lifting. Um, example for that, I say is um, when I do leg training, I'm very glute dominant, and my mm -hmm. glutes always take over before my quads actually get a chance to, to activate. Mm -hmm. So now what I've been doing now, before I do anything, I hop on the leg extension, mm, okay. do two to three, um, sets of maybe 20, 30 reps, very low weight, just getting the blood flowing in there to mm -hmm. feel a little minor burn to wake these guys up okay. before I even do anything else. And even with my squats, I make sure I don't go below, go below 90 degrees yep. for my, for my uh, glutes to jump in. So I definitely do more of a warm-up. For upper body, I'll, I'll warm up the rotator cuff, so I'm going to be doing some yep. kind of pressing motion, um, do a little feeler set to feel how, how that weight feels, and then go up from there to, to keep the proper connection. Mm -hmm. So I'm definitely a big proponent in warm-up sets nowadays. Nice. You? Uh, myself, now that I'm backing off the weights and doing more circuit training, uh, I use, so I have some cardio equipment at my house, so I'll utilize that cardio as my warm-up okay. and then get into the lifts right away. Mm. Uh, when I know it's going to be a heavier day, if I know it's, I don't know, out of the week, I'm going to do heavier deadlift or squat, yeah. I will warm up with some lighter some lighter sets just to make sure the form is there and get that some mus some uh, blood into the muscles, as you were saying. That part. And then I'll get into my heavier lifts. Nice. Yeah. For sure. Good one. Good one. Good one. All right. All right. All right. Next one I got back at you. Some basketball shit. Now, everyone has the age-old argument, you know, LeBron or MJ. I decided to take MJ out of it now, and I want to see what you think, LeBron or Kobe. 
it's similar. I think Kobe and uh, Michael Jordan are similar than LeBron is to either of them. Okay. So uh, I had this discussion the other day with a buddy of mine, and the best way to break it down that we found was if you are starting off a brand new franchise, which player are you going to build it around? Okay. And I'm going to go with LeBron. Okay. Because LeBron is, has the ability to play the second fiddle on a team or take a back seat role. Okay, And fair. people are going to say, no, he doesn't, no, he doesn't. Yes, he does, because <laughs> if you look at when they won it in Cleveland, Kyrie was the guy well, going, the man. LeBron had crazy stats off the chart, but if you look at down the stretch, dagger shots, it went through Kyrie. Yeah. So if I'm going to build a franchise, I'm going to take LeBron first because I can have him as my primary. And also, if I need to get that killer, I can bring him back and put him in secondary position. Okay. So I would go LeBron oh, over, Kobe over Kobe because me. I think Kobe and Michael Jordan are basically both of them are black Jesus and they can <laughs> give you what you need yeah, at any time you need it. They're yeah. not in, uh, under the same mindset as to pass first, shoot second. Everything's getting done through them. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to lean more towards LeBron. Okay. I didn't anticipate you going that way, but it's all good. Okay. All right. All right. Um, me, I would say Kobe. Okay. Now, statistically wise, it's almost a wash because they're both great. They've won multiple yep. championships. Kobe won five. LeBron's mm-hmm. won, what, four? Maybe five, uh, four five, five, I don't know. Something yeah. like that, too. Yeah. You know, like, he, he's, LeBron's won a couple of MVPs. Kobe, yep. I think Kobe has won, if yep. I'm not mistaken, which is yep. crazy. But um, so, t- so t- statistically, to me, it's a wash. They're both great. So to me, I'm looking at the mentality. Mm-hmm. Now, to kind of go against what you're saying, you're saying that, you know, he t- be second fiddle and let someone else shine. I don't want that on my superstar. I mm-hmm. want you to be the killer. Okay. I want everything to go through you. So where LeBron would probably be quick to might pass that, that last second shot mm-hmm. to Kyrie or whoever it may be, and not take himself, I want my, my ice-cold dagger to the heart player to take that last shot, and that was Kobe every single time. Mamba, it's called Mamba mentality for a reason. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, again, mm-hmm. if we take the same analogy of who I want to build my franchise around, yep. Kobe would be my foundation, and all the other guys we plug and play around him, and, like, and that's just going to mm-hmm. equate to championships. Yeah. Again, I want that ice cold killer, and, and I find LeBron definitely sometimes he'll kind of shrink in the in the moment yeah. and be quick to pass it off, and I don't I don't want my my, my main guy to do that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, it makes sense. That's makes just sense. me though. Yeah, 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 it makes sense. Saying? Makes sense for sure. Uh, switching sports here, going a little bit of wrestling. <laughs> yes, <laughs> taking it back. That looks like classic wrestling. So two have to go. Okay. Hulk Hogan. Okay. And we're going to go strictly superstar status. Okay. In your eyes. Okay. So Hulk Hogan. All right. Macho Man Randy Savage. Okay. Or The Rock, Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> okay, we get different generations there. Yeah. Hulk, Randy Savage. Or The Rock. The Rock. Who, who are you rocking with? Oh, man. E- okay. Because I lived through both those generations. Yeah. yeah. So it, I can't even like, favorite one over the other. Hulk Hogan, I was never a big fan on. Mm. Real talk. Mm-hmm. And I think because he played the whole... I'm a real American bag way too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, man, I'm not fucking with this guy. I wasn't a big fan of that. Randy Savage, I loved him because he was hilarious just by the yeah. way he talked with yeah. the brother and all yeah. that craziness. And, you know, he was just nuts. But I'm going to have to say The Rock. It might seem the most, like, obvious answer. But I like The Rock because he played the bad guy. He played yes. the good guy. Yeah. He played, um, like, he we went through moments where, where like, 
like his crowd control also too. Yeah, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the, his charisma, um, the witty jokes he would do in the interviews. Yeah. Uh, his battles with Stone Cold. Yeah. Like uh, The Rock is just like to me the full full package. Yeah. When I see his full um, evolution, like when he first came out like a Samoan yeah, yeah, guy, he was yeah, Rocky yeah, yeah, Maivia, yeah. and yeah. he kind of just evolved, evolved, yeah, evolved. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and then now what he's doing now is just craziness. It's even outside of wrestling. But I would have to say. Randy Savage and Hulk need to sit down, and I'm rocking with The Rock. Mm. Yeah, I kind of didn't want, watch too much of wrestling kind of when The Rock was at his height. Okay. I, just, I thought wrestling was kind of going down like a weird path. It, it was super weird, but it was yeah. hilarious. <laughs> yeah, it was. So I was more in tune with uh, Savage and Hogan. Okay. So I'm going to lean more towards Savage. Okay. Because I used to love how he used to come out. And have the big cape and just yeah, lay yeah. it out. I'm like, oh, this persona. is crazy. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. Then, uh, always had like Elizabeth there with Elizabeth. Them. Yeah. So I was like, man, this guy's fly. He has the chick. <laughs> like, <laughs> right, right. And just like his choice of words during his interviews. And yeah, yeah I have to rock. And I always wanted those huge sunglasses. The, the big. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. savage. Yeah, the, the you roll ready, savage. Yeah, right, good, good, good. I respect it. I respect it. All right. Um, what do we got here for you? Okay, this is another kind of deep one. Okay. Um, would you rather be able to talk to an ancestor from 400 years ago or be able to talk to an ancestor from 100 years in the future? Mm, that's a tough one. Mm-hmm. That's a tough one. <laughs> okay, I'm not going to go too deep into this. Okay. But I have uh, recently and in my past sat with uh, quote-unquote seers or okay. mediums, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And the last person, and she's a friend of mine now, uh, she was telling me some things about my past and my father, how he had certain, if you want to call them gifts or abilities, that he was able to tune in with kind of those different energies and stuff like that. Hmm. And she says it runs down his um, generational timeline through all the males on his line, which would fall into me. You. So after she'd kind of told me that, and I've always been in tune with different energy sources for sure. Word, word. It's evolved to be even more and more. Because she told me, she's like, you'll start to see kind of shadows here and there. And then you'll start to, that will evolve to start seeing um, auras of people. And then you'll start to see facial recognition of people. Wow. So I'm kind of in like the the shadow phase right now where I'm just seeing different things and just confused. Things More happening. Confu- yeah, confu- yeah, yeah, just confusion. Like, what is that? Like, <laughs> it's just like, it's kind, of, it's kind of, yeah, it's kind of weird. But um, I would say I would rather talk to ancestors from the past okay. because history always repeats itself. So if I can get that knowledge from True. prior, I can know how to navigate now going forward rather than in the future, I'm not really concerned about what's happening in the future. Mm. So I would go back to figure out now and give me some insight on the future. That's a really good answer. I like the way you unpacked that. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Okay. Myself, when I thought about my answer for this one, I was kind of leaning towards my ancestors of the past. Mm-hmm. It made me think, I'm just like, okay, well, 400 years in the past, not even, not even necessarily 400 years, just in the past, I can really do some digging back on my own if I really wanted to figure mm-hmm. out who, mm-hmm. where I came from, who they were, what they did, if I really wanted to. So then that made me think, okay, well, maybe I'd like to know what's going on in the future to kind of prepare myself now my family of what, what's to come. So I would probably say my ancestors in the future. Mm-hmm. I mean, who knows what might happen? There might be some crazy 
I'm apocalyptic thing that might happen, or is there some big fortune coming, or whatever yeah. have you? Just something so I know, have some insight now, mm. and how to plan my future, so to say, going forward. So I would probably rather learn from my ancestors in the future. Nice, nice. Mm-hmm. All right, one back at you. So when you're training a new client, brand new, brand new fitness journey, do you feel more comfortable as a trainer? Um, having them utilize free weights or are you put them on machines first to see how they move with those machines? Great question. Um, I usually try to do a bit of both. Okay. But if I was to favor one over the other, it would be a machine. Okay. Because again, it's on a fixed path. Yep. And it's, and it's going to make them learn the form probably a lot easier. And even that way, I can see if there's any kind of form of muscle imbalances going on as yes. they're using on the machine that, that's going to translate over to free weights. Yep. So we can kind of nip it in the butt on the machine before we can get to free weights. Mm-hmm. Again, if let's say they're doing, um, doing some of the preacher curl and their traps are really engaged in doing that. Now we know, okay, you need to retract your shoulders back and keep your, your yep. chest up yep. in order to keep those retracted yep. in order to do the curl. So when they're on using a free weight now and they got to use more stability muscles, they might already be know how to recognize when they're kind of tight here. Mm-hmm. So I would probably be more, more lean more towards them having start with, with machines for sure. Yeah, I'm the same way. I would put them on the machines first because I feel that the weight on the machine isn't an exact equation to what free weights feel like. Yeah, but not even close. It gives myself and the client the ability to see the progression faster on the machine. So in week True. one they might do 20 pounds on a shoulder press, but by week three they're doing 30 pounds or 40 pounds. So they know that we're increasing the weight, their strength's getting up, and then now they feel more comfortable getting under a pair of dumbbells or a barbell yeah. to do the same movement, but yeah. now utilizing more like stabilizer muscles. So exactly. the, the confidence is a big thing with me, with my clients. So they if, they feel, if they feel confident and comfortable, then I can make them do things outside of their comfort zone. Or very level. good way, very, yeah. very, very, very good way to say that for sure. Um, what we got here for you? Um, I feel like we've talked about chest a lot this, this episode, but um, when it comes to chest, would you rather do a, a pec fly or a chest press? Uh, chest press, probably. Uh, okay. Again, kind of like we talked about a couple weeks ago with the leg press, I like to feel the weight coming down on me mm-hmm. and just feel various muscles engaged to get that weight back up, nice and controlled. Got it. I just never, I've never been a big fan, and again, because circuit training for sports, I just never really got into flies and just doing that dedicated movement to grow the muscle in a specific path or specific way. So I'm going to lean more towards chest press, but now I'm actually starting to get into more flies. Got it. For sure. For sure. For me, I'm going to say chest press. It just seems it's a more versatile movement too, Mm -hmm. because again, there's a plethora of different ways you can do it. It's going to hit different parts of the chest Mm -hmm. and you can do it you can do it with cables, you can do it with a bar, you can do it with a dumbbell, yep. you can do them high, you can do them low, yep. you can do them incline, you can do them decline. There's so much more variety and ways to sculpt your chest with uh, a, a press than with a fly, where flies can be mainly more inner pec. At the mm. end of the day, you will get some of the outer pec and give it with a stretch part, but it's more, mainly more for the inner chest isolation. So I would lean more towards um, um, a chest press and more, more specifically probably a cable chest press. Because again, there's just way more versatility with the height you can put it at, the, with your arm placement, as long as your arms are, are, are going the same path as the cable, you're going to get a good engagement. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just and it's just more fun to me, to be honest, to, with the cable. Yeah. You know, I mean, so many different variations you can do with it, so chest press for sure. Nice. So as a personal trainer, when you're training a client, do you lean more towards giving correction cues during the movement or are you waiting until the set's done and giving this to them at the end? 
Great question. Very good question. Um, either or. I think it all depends on what is happening. Okay. If it's if it's they're doing something that they're gonna hurt themselves. Yes. I'll sell them right away. Okay. And I'll, and I'll explain to them, hey, stop doing this. Stop doing it this way because you're gonna hurt your back or whatever mm -hmm. have you. Um, but if it's a, a little little cue that's gonna help improve their form, the form's already kind of good. I'll wait till mm -hmm. after the set, and during our rest time, I'll go and I'll demonstrate um, how to do it. Give the cue. Watch me do this. Now next time you do this, do it that way. So I guess it all depends on how severe of the cue needs to be in. Mm -hmm. It's gonna determine when we say it. If they're gonna hurt themselves, I'm stopping them right away because I don't want no one to okay. fuck up their back or something. Yeah. So I'll, I, I lean more uh, towards exactly what you said. So I use it both ways. So sometimes I actually, I was trained a long time ago to use cues as distraction sometimes. Okay. So a lot of times, if it's a very difficult set, your client's counting the amount of reps that you set for them and trying to get through that rep range as quickly as possible. Yep, yep. So I'll use a cue to, as a distraction to break their concentration on counting on <laughs> the, the amount of reps Got and it. then re, re or correct what is happening and then get them into a better uh, positioning where I'm counting the reps and they're just focusing on just the form. Just the form. Yeah. It's a good, good strategy there. Yeah. I never thought of using that as a distraction. Yeah, or after the set's done, then I'll say, you know what, we need to change your foot position, your hand placement, whatever it whatever is, we'll change it after. Yeah. yeah. Okay, nice, nice. Dope. I like that. Okay, all right, next one I got for you, some movie, on some movie shit here. Okay. Um, how you learning or baby boy? I would lean more towards higher learning. Okay. It just had a lot greater impact on me. Um, it came out when I was grade school, maybe? Mm -hmm. Grade school going into high school. So I just had a vision of kind of like what university was going to be like. <laughs> I was going to be like that? <laughs> and honestly, Damn. a lot of the racial stuff that happened in that movie ended up happening in my in my universities that I went to. Yeah, like, so it happened. So it all made sense yep. how it was still segregated blacks, whites, whoever, Asians used to hang out with each other. It was like that. So I think just seeing how uh, John, is John, Singleton, John Singleton, how he played and portrayed all these different characters. Mm -hmm. Like for years, I didn't even know why. And I didn't make the connection until years later, like why I hated, what's his name, Remy? Remy. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, and I read um, like a Rappaport's book and I'm like, yeah. who is this guy? I'm like, oh my God, yeah, it's he, Remy. He played Remy, yeah. And I'm like, wow. That's but crazy. yeah, it, it was a really well, uh, produced movie. Yeah, the actors were great. It was all people that I was fans of at the time, so yep. I think that made it even a bigger impact. And mm -hmm. yeah. Baby Boy was good, but I'm not the biggest fan of Ty uh, Tyrese. Tyrese. So, <laughs> so. It's funny, I put I put this one in uh, last night because actually was watching yeah. Baby Boy last yeah. night. I was just like, <laughs> man, it was it was kind of cheese, okay. bro. It was yeah, Ben Rains like hopping around the room. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That's like, uh, butt ass nigga making eggs. Like, yeah. it was a little much. So, to, with that being said, for yeah. me, also higher learning. Yeah, uh, I seen it in theaters right when it came out, and it was again, it was risky charged, and this actually happened. Um, the racial thing that I talked about at, yeah. at McNabb happened close around to the time this movie oh, came wow. out. So there was a lot of parallels there. You know what I mean? I, I don't know if us watching that movie fueled us to yeah. get after this guy when it happened because yeah. we're, we're not having this shit but um again it's amazing the actors in it, ice cube was in it i was a huge ice cube fan buster rhymes was in it i was oh, a yeah. huge buster rhymes fan yeah. omar you know? omar yeah. Epps, a young omar Epps. and uh who's his girlfriend uh that played uh, or she was the track and field star um tyra banks it was tyra banks yeah. you're right yeah it was tyra banks yeah 
damn, I, didn't, I, I went right over my head. So yeah, there's a lot of people in it. Yeah, Stars of the Cast. They, and I've been watching it in years. I might want to go back and watch that. Yeah, one, I'm going to watch it as well. Where did you watch it? At Center Mall? Um, no, no, with uh, Baby Boy? No, with the. No, oh, no. Oh, oh, um, back then? Yeah. Was, this is way back when Limeridge had. had oh, a movie yeah, that, that was a nice theater. So. Yeah, it was a dope theater. And then arcade good. and all that shit. Yeah, yeah this yeah. was going back way back then. Yeah, but, yeah, it was at Limeridge Mall. I seen that shit. And yeah, nice. It was, yeah. All right, uh, my last one to you is training. So let's just say it's getting warmer, spring slash summer. Would you prefer if you had the ability to train outside or train inside? Hmm. I like both. I've done both for sure. Um, I'm going to say, not even out of preference, but which one I want to do, I'm going to say outside and more specifically on a beach. Mm. I want to do a beach workout. Um, there's even there's this gym that we tried to go to last year or the year before up north, and it's like a jungle gym. So you've seen those gyms okay. where the weights are made on logs. Oh, yeah, yeah. And yeah. like whatnot. Um, they have one up north in Muskoka that we tried to go to, and it just, it just seemed like a very primitive kind of style mm-hmm. of, of getting after that one mm-hmm. I, I want to attempt to do and it's obviously outdoors right on the beach so nice. I'm probably going to say outdoors I probably like to do nice. same I'll lean towards outdoors as well anytime I can get out in the sun or just fresh air I just feel my workouts are a lot better fueled with that fresh oxygen coming in yeah yeah and I've trained so much indoors living in Canada that yeah change, <laughs> change the weather you're over it yeah yeah for yeah. sure absolutely uh, see last one I got for you here um very straight question, would you rather have a sport car or a sport boat? Uh, sport car. Sport, sport car. car, yeah. I've, I've, I always have, I've always have had a passion for cars and okay. going fast in cars. Got it. Boats, boats scare me, man. Really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've been on some fast speed boats and it's just, yeah, they can get it's away not from your me. bag. No, no, not, no. Not even, let's, let's not even say a sport boat, it's just a boat in general. Like I'm, I'm not, a, I'm not a, the hugest water guy. Like I, Okay, fair enough. I'm not the greatest swimmer. Like okay. I, I only took swimming lessons maybe like three years ago to figure out finally how to like feel comfortable in the water. Yeah. I'm just not like, my kids are huge water, water babies they've always been. My wife's a water, water baby. Like, yeah. I'm trying to get more comfortable in it. So maybe two years from now, you might, when might I'm better, yeah, then thing. I like going to the beach and dipping, staying where I'm comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> as long as your feet can touch the ground. <laughs> not even that. I just, I just don't, I'm never had the confidence or the comfort level to go out and mess around in the water. Like, yeah. if I'm going from somewhere, I'm going from A, and I'm going to B, and, and that's, that's it. No, no, nothing in between. And, yeah, I and B there. has to be somewhere I can grab onto. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not this guy that's going to be messing around in the water, yeah. just treading water, looking around at yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, you're back. I feel you. I feel you. I'm going to say, for me, a boat. I'm going to pick a boat. Okay. Um, again, not a speedboat. Cars... Cars are cool. Mm-hmm. They're all right. I've never been a big car guy, especially not fast cars. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, like speed just it doesn't really jive with me. I like to kind of get to where I'm going to yep. with purpose, and then that's it. But I love being on the water. Um, I love being in a boat. Like you, I'm not, a, not the greatest swimmer. Mm-hmm. Again, I feel more comfortable if my feet can touch the ground or whatever body water I'm yep. in or got something to hold on to. But just being on a boat and just relaxing on a nice summer day, got some drinks going, got some music going, floating around. Yeah. I'd seen the, 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 the horizon skyline, like that's my shit. So I, nice. I, I definitely would like to have a nice fancy boat over a fancy car, mm. you know. Nice. But yeah, I think that's it. You got anything else? No, that's good. that's good. I think that is it, y'all. We really hope you all enjoyed this episode of More Rest Podcast. You know, it's doing very well so far. Make sure you come out to United Wellness. Come check us out here in the playground, you know. Um, hit us up on the email. 
on IG, on TikTok. Any suggestions, make sure you subscribe, like, and comment. And once again, signing off, we are your hosts. I'm Chadwick Brown. I'm Kabana Beckles. That's what it is. Let's do it, y'all.